Today's podcast is sponsored by the Rat Catchers Guild. If you have a rat problem and no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hang on, that's the eighty. Hmm. <laughs> the Rat Catchers Guild. An expensive solution if you don't have a cat. All the tabletop role-playing news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is an official tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Pete Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Russ has ever it's an absolute delight to be here. I am particularly enjoying uh, the sight of Hudson uh, going back and forth in the background. But we have not just Hudson appearing at random; we have an amazing guest. An amazing guest. It's like, is, no. is it the amazing Spider-Man? No, less amazing than that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, my hopes up. <laughs> but but they, 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 they certainly, from what I've seen, they certainly have an intriguing product. Would you like to introduce our guest? All right, then. I will, since you insist. Yeah, I do. Go on. <laughs> our guest this week is none other than Richard August. Who's who's been? Um, I think mean, many many listeners will know Richard. He's been floating around the RPG scene for donkey's years, uh, and <laughs> no, he's not that old. Well, don't, don't make him sound like a smell for us. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, if you if you if you go to um, British conventions and stuff like that, you've almost certainly probably bumped into him, met him at some point. But uh, Richard's here to talk about a new product line called uh, is it Epic Encounters. Oh, it's and it's kobolds and dragons, and soon to be a, a lot more. It does that's look like pretty two awesome. of my favourite things right there. So that's, uh, why, well, that's why we picked those two. Initially. Good choice. Good choice. So what we're talking yeah. is like a boxed set, which comes with basically an adventure maps, all the minis you're going to need for that. Shiny, and, shiny uh, minis. and tokens. <laughs> basically, it's anything anything you yeah. need to run a an epic encounter in a single box. You pick it up, you open it, and if you're if you're familiar with five mm. E rules, you can pretty much play it straight away sit some players down and get on with it excellent nice well, we'll, talk. we'll talk about that a bit, little bit later but i'm very excited to talk about that's, that that's what i was going to say i think you just jinxed me uh, you started to say it at exactly the same russ. time as me and now i can't speak again till the end of the podcast <laughs> until someone says your name russ <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey sorry tell you what we should mention quickly before we before we move on uh last week's competition oh. just so people know they can't enter mm-hmm. anymore because the cutoff date was when we started recording this show. Mm-hmm. So it is now cut off. We've got about 20 odd entries. Some of them oh, are long and really? some of them are short. Some of them are very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that it's, uh, it's Keith that has to choose between them. So I'm going to send those entries on to Keith. And then mm-hmm. next week we can announce the winners. The three winners, uh, which is, and they're going to get the hardcover copies of Exploring Eberron. Mm-hmm. And then when Keith comes back on in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. he's going to read out some of the limericks, some of his favourite limericks mm-hmm. from those entered. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds like it'll be amazing. It will be amazing. All right, let's do let's do some RPG okay. news, shall we? Yes. Hey, can we start by talking a bit about Level Up? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Because we mentioned mm-hmm. it a bit last week, mm. but during the week, uh, yes. we sent out the first big survey to get the broad outlines of the product. So Level Up is our advanced 5e rulebook, yes. which is going to be a standalone game. Uh, it's very, very early in development at the moment. Yeah, but we but- did send out a big old survey a mm-hmm. week ago, and we got thousands and thousands of votes Oh. Uh, because we wanted it to be a really sort of data-driven process. So, oh, you know, we're going to be asking people at each stage. We have playtest packets. We're going to be asking people to comment on those playtest packets and, you know, all oh. that. All that stuff that sort of Wizards of the Coast does and Paizo does. They all do that really, really well. Yeah. And basically so things like tweaks to make your 5 year experience a lot better. Yeah. 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 So, so this is, so this is, this is what the survey results said. So I, 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 I took all the results and I divided them into different categories. Yeah. So uh, the first category was these things were very important to you. So these are the things that basically pretty much unanimously, oh. everybody who took the survey 
that's pretty much put a nine or a ten in out of Ooh. ten. Right. But, yeah, so these are things people care about. But generally speaking. I don't just so, go around giving nine or ten to everything. I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> but I'm very harsh man when it comes to surveys. It's like, oh, no. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, yes. 100% compatibility with existing yes. 5D material. Yes. So that was definitely the top thing. I, yes. don't, I think there was maybe like one or two people out of thousands that didn't put a 9 or a 10 in there. I don't want to have to learn a new game system. Yeah. I'm too lazy I mean, it's, for us. It's I'm obvious, too lazy. So, yeah. I, it's like, I like, yeah. how, I like D20 plus an ability modifier yeah. plus a proficiency where necessary and that's it. I'm okay. I don't yeah. need more I'm complexity. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm surprised by this result. I'm just yeah, good. reporting on the result. Well, well good. You do that. <laughs> Any more results? <laughs> uh, no, just that. No. <laughs> okay, right. oh, well. uh, so the second most popular choice was meaningful character choices at every advancement level. Yeah, that, that's exciting, but quite large. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's yeah. that's probably my uh, the thing about 5e that I've always most wanted to change. Hmm. Is that, hmm. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't find advancing characters quite as exciting as I think it could be. Okay. Uh, we got a fully fleshed out exploration pillar. That will, uh, that will please you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, That's the third yeah. most popular option. Are, are you just reporting like my, my report, my results? Cause yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I broke into your house and I, I, uh, I, I, I've stolen your notes. Well, no, I'm just, I, I, I just saying like, live what, on a podcast. my survey results. I filled in the survey as well. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, yeah. So, funny uh, so, exploration pillar. That sounds good. So, yeah, one of the ideas that we've currently got with that is not uh-huh. only are we going to have like a chapter which is the exploration pillar. I mean, uh-huh. bear in mind this is all just preliminary uh-huh. thinking at the moment, uh-huh. but it's important that that be baked into other aspects of the game as well. Of course, so yeah. It's not just like some standalone journey rules and some advice uh-huh. on how to run wilderness encounters. It's going yeah. to be properly baked into the core. Yeah. So we're t- we're currently sort of brainstorming. How do you bake that into class abilities and tie that into this meaningful choices at mm. each advancement, uh, advancement level thing? Mm-mm. And also because it's very important, <clears throat> I feel, to avoid people having to choose between exploration and social and combat because 99% mm. of players will probably just choose combat every time. It depends upon a couple of things, like in the absence of strong GM feedback, like saying this is going to be an exploration-heavy game, players will choose combat because yeah. but, but the price of the, failing combat is death. But you want you want the game itself to actually yeah. guide you on that. So yes. we, yeah, but we only see some different options at the moment. One is mm-hmm. one possibility is the um, say a fighter, because it would be different for each class. Mm-hmm. A fighter at first level is going to get a combat ability mm-hmm. and then at second level he's choosing uh, maybe an exploration ability. A mm. third level maybe a social ability, and at fourth level, a combat ability again. So it's kind of stacked a little bit towards the, character, the class's niche, but generally okay. speaking, hmm. like between 1 and 20, everyone's going to have sort of a handful of combat abilities, a handful of exploration hmm. abilities, and a handful of social abilities. I'm intrigued, but okay. And then the, the other the other side of that is, because some people did mention, yeah, but I don't want my grumpy dwarf to be social and have social abilities, which I thought is fine, mm. but then it occurs to me that antisocial is a type of social. Okay. In, in that context. So, yeah, yeah, having a steely glare is a social ability. Ah, yes. Being resistant to the social abilities of others is a social ability. Griff Does that make sense? Advantage on others' attempts to persuade you of stuff. Yeah. Or advantage to resist others' attempts yeah. persuade you of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 someone who wants to lean into the idea that their character isn't social mm. still has social abilities, but they're kind of anti social abilities. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that may sort of brings up in mind the uh, orc rogue whose major in intimidation was such that they shouted, You don't see me, right? And people are like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As yeah. I say, this is all just, just like, yeah. you know, early days, brainstorming early days. stuff. None of this has been, you know, not a word has been put to paper on this yet. Damn right. like that. So, compatibly with the 5e rule set, difference is meaningful choices at every character level, mm-hmm. strong exploration pillar, anything mm-hmm. else? Yeah. Uh, so, we've got a range of martial maneuvers mm. to give non spellcasters more options in combat. Very, very popular. That would be. And finally, more ways to spend gold at higher levels. Oh, ah, yes. That would be extremely popular. Mm. Yes. Ooh, we might have to take on the crafting system. I have some ideas, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, those were, the, those were the things that were definitely 
these those are all things that we definitely have to do because those are yes. very very important to pretty much everyone. They are. Then we've got yeah. things that people were positive about, people things that people were ambivalent about, and things that people did not want. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes down from there. But those those what so one two three four those five things are yeah. definitely going to be the top five. These things definitely definitely have to happen. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, well uh, we'll see how it goes over the course of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're still busy recruiting at the moment. So, mm-hmm. it's, uh, although we hope to finish that soon, because it's, no. it's it's not a process that I enjoy. I have to remember. No one enjoys recruiting. No, like not. not if you actually have to do it properly and like ask meaningful questions. If you just like, ah, oh, come on, then down the pub, lads. Uh, that's a different sort of recruiting. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. that's level up. Exciting stuff. Yeah. And so this weekend, UK Games Expo. Yes, yes. Which is, is happening tomorrow and today. Yes, yes. yes. So it's the virtual well, we really UK Games. On it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to be on a couple of panels. Richard, I think you said before before we started, you're going to be on one in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on the Hellboy panel and I think 5.30. Mm. Ooh, that's going to be fun. So what, are you uh, running something uh, on it or I'm, are you just doing I'm Q&A? I'm a quick start in the morning. Uh, on, on, on God, okay, yeah. uh, and then <laughs> and then there's a, a five thirty kind of Q and A with with the writers and the design team, which I'm going to mm-hmm. be on answering questions on. I assume uh, mm-hmm. what how much HP Hellboy has, and you know uh, yeah. whether Ape yeah. Sapien needs uh, underwater breathing apparatus and things like that. <laughs> so, how, how how involved have you been in the development of that one? Are you uh, so most when I when I was brought into that most of the core rules were in place mm. um which was um ben gray and alex darcy i think his second name is is very mm. both mm. very talented designers um i kind of got brought in to do a load i basically wrote the best three chapter yeah. and cool. then um uh, an overview of kind of the the hellboy mm. universe and how how the different kind of cosmic forces and things in hellboy fit together mm. um so that's that's been it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of work in a short time but it's been mm. a lot of fun and, that, and that's good. a 5e powered game isn't it yeah mm. yeah so that's gonna be fun to see yeah looking forward to it yeah anything else going on at uk games expo you're looking forward to i will probably pop along to the all rolled up virtual stand mm. um largely to annoy paul baldowski <laughs> as a friend and i'm hoping to pick up some of the kind of uh recent kickstarted stuff like lancer i'm mm. hoping he's got a copy of that because i can't like the, the shipping costs on, on picking that up are exorbitant yeah at the moment, so i'm hoping somebody has some copies of that knocking around um but beyond that i'm i don't know i've i've spent too much of lockdown online gaming mm. uh, and it's now reached the point where uh, the thought of staring at a zoom screen for any longer than i absolutely <laughs> have to is enough yeah i've, uh, I've definitely spent more of, more time on zoom in the last three months than i ever ever thought possible yeah 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 so, so talking to the uk games expo so i'm going to be there tomorrow with en publishing and we have got yeah. two panels i say tomorrow but of course this podcast is going out tomorrow so by the time you hear this probably this is too late but yeah. Just in case, uh, and I, I'm sure you'll be able to watch them on YouTube or something afterwards anyway. Yeah. So we've got a Twitch channel, which is mm-hmm. EN Publishing, twitch.com slash EN Publishing, I believe. Editor's note, the Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash EN Publishing, and video archives of any panels that have happened before the episode goes out will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're doing two panels. One's at 11 a.m. And yeah. that one is going to be a RPG Publishing 101 Q&A. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be on that. Mike Myler is going to be on that. A couple of other people are going to be on that. And we're just going to be talking about It's an hour panel. And we're just going to be talking about just general publishing, the stuff we do, uh, how we go about certain things, which mm-hmm. may or may not be similar to the way other people go about certain things, uh, how we run Kickstarters, how... How to get into game design, all, you know, all the all the sort of stuff you'd expect at a panel like that. Huh. Plus, we might talk a little bit about level up, depending on time. Huh. And then in the afternoon, which I believe is at three p.m. That's BST, obviously. Yeah. Uh, at three p.m., we've got a two-hour panel. Although I, I'm not on it for the full two hours, I'm coming in partway and leaving again. Uh, is uh, our 2000 AD RPG panel? 
So we've got, I've got about six or seven different people that are going to be on that at various times. So we've got Darren Pierce, who was um, instrumental in the, in the Cornwall book. We've got Andy Peregrine, who's, mm-hmm. who's written a couple of books for us. There'll be Ooh. me, obviously, Mark Langworthy, who's the uh, 2018 line manager. And Jess, who's our publishing administrator, who's basically going to be moderating these panels and who's organised all of this. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John White, I believe, is popping on. He uh, He's written a few books for us. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it sounds like the sort of thing we, you should probably put on Facebook to let our fans there know about it. We have put it on Facebook. Marvelous. Well, good job. <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> Nice. Like it. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> yes. The best. Uh, uh, right. So over uh, Wizards of the Coast, uh, oh. Kate Welch has left. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I felt like she joined really recently. It seemed really recent to me, but then I, I looked at the actual timeline. Two, it's been about, it's been about three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it been just, a while, yeah. It just seemed, uh, time is yeah. just going all wonky, isn't it? It's, I, don't, I don't know what time even is anymore. It's all handy wandy handy wavy kind of whammy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it was yeah, it was twenty eighteen huh. that she joined. Yes. And then she tweeted just the other day, it was oh it's now my last day at Wizards. Hmm. So good luck to her, I guess. Yeah. Well not I guess. Definitely definitely, oh, definitely good, luck, good luck, luck to her. her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded a bit casual, doesn't it? No, definitely <laughs> good luck to her. Good luck, I suppose. I don't know. But 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 let's look in future endeavours. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, she's had a, she's had a very successful career in computer game development, I think, before she did yeah. it. So I'm yeah. sure, sure there'll be, uh, she won't be looking for a job for long. I, I, I suspect that computer game development probably pays more as well, I would I mean, guess. I, maybe. Hard to pay less, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what a salary of someone on full-time at Wizards is. It's probably not bad. Yeah, right, let's have a look and find some more news. Uh, that combat wheelchair... Yes, did I mention yes. the miniatures last week? Uh, I, I'm not sure if you did or not, but we should definitely shout out the fact that there do exist miniatures for the combat wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I think we mentioned the combat wheelchair itself last week because mm. the stats were available online, mm-hmm. and that was by Sarah Thompson. Yes, but now there is a set of miniatures you can get, mm-hmm. and these there's four different miniatures. Yeah, and I'm going off memory at the moment, but I think there's like a, a an elf dwarf. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what they are. I've ordered the dwarf because he looks awesome. He's in a wheelchair and he's got an axe in each hand. And yep. it, it looks amazing. Yep. So uh, I've ordered that, even though I'll, I'll never paint it because I never paint minis. No. It's just not my thing. But I, I, will, I um, will have that. Um, yeah, and they're not too bad. About, it was about 12 quid for the mini. Um, they're based in the UK, so the shipping was fine. Uh-huh. And yeah, really, really nice. So if you want, if you want. Combat wheelchair. I should shout out that um, the the sculptors of that, Russ Charles and, and Tom Lishman, are both mm. uh, SFG sculptors. So yeah, they they've done an amazing job on those. Mm. And, uh, yeah. No, I love the detail on them. There's things like knives hidden in the wheels and um, all this sort of stuff on the minis. They look amazing. Yeah, and the rule set by Sarah Thompson is pretty good as well. Mm. Very well put together and interesting. Uh, and well balanced, which is nice. Have you had a chance to look at the rules for the combat wheelchair, Richard? Yeah, I've been through them. They're, they're very, very mm. good. Game I, I run at the moment has um, a, a character in who's uh, deaf. So mm. we've been working on rules mm. for using sign language and casting magic using mm-hmm. sign language. So it's uh, there seems mm. to be a kind of, uh, I suppose, a, a movement's probably too strong a word, but there's definitely a, a you mm. know an appetite for rules which reflect. Uh, reality and the whole yeah, and, and, and yeah, much more inclusive yeah. and I think the, the combat wheelchair is a, is a great step towards that it's a really cool cool mm. idea I think it's nice that we've got so much uh, representation nowadays because if we've got a full uh, spectrum of people represented then that's nice because it implies that the whole spectrum of people playing you know the best hobby in the world which is RPG mm. games I mean obviously I'm a little biased uh, in my description of hobbies but I, I like to say RPGs are for everyone, and why not? Hmm. Uh, apart from you, Peter, they're not for you. No, well, that's, you're not that's allowed. Evident. You're, you're well, not allowed the, to play anymore. That's that's the glory of RPGs. <laughs> like, you know, even people who are manifestly unsuited to them can play. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. do you remember Green Running's Game of Thrones RPG, Song of Ice and Fire? Oh, 
Uh, I haven't played it, but it does ring bells. So they don't have the license for that anymore. No. But no. the system itself, which they're calling the Chronicle system, yeah. uh, now powers a new game called Sword Chronicle, which they're mm-hmm. describing as feudal fantasy mm-hmm. roleplay in which you belong to a noble house and you're like, uh, well, it's Game of Thrones without the... <laughs> Game, of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones with like the names uh, sharpied out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so it's the, so, it's the same so, system. So they're not Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's got like intrigue rules and uh, lots of lots of stuff about sort of your fortunes rising and falling with your house and uh, vassals and honor and you know, everything everything that is in yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones, but yeah, like, without saying those words. A fair bit of like you know the Borgers, but with dragons, hmm. which does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that released this week. Mm. At least I think it's PDF. I think the, the hardcover's coming soon. It's called Sword Chronicle. Uh-huh. And uh, it's the same rules. There were apparently, and like you, I never actually played the previous one. There uh-huh. were apparently some areas where uh, the rules needed a bit of tweaking. Uh-huh. Because there were some problems with the armor rules or something like that. I've read uh-huh. online. And that's been fixed now as well. So it's an updated version uh-huh. of the system as well. Where some of the some of the flaws have been addressed, right? So if you're playing your uh, Game of Thrones game still, you could in fact switch over the rule set. Yeah, uh, quite happily. Yeah. <laughs> although, sounds. although we say Game of Thrones, it does still have elves and dwarves and ogres and stuff, which Game of Thrones doesn't mm. have. So it's not okay. it's, it's not like completely Game of Thrones. Well, you can you can always take things out, can't you? Yes, you can take things out. Yes, if you wish. Yeah, right. have to. What else have we got in the news? Uh, the Pathfinder Kingmaker Definitive Edition oh, dropped on consoles today. And just to check that that was true, I booted up my PlayStation 4 for the first time in ages, spent uh, three weeks uh, while it updated, <laughs> popped off for a three-week holiday in um, in the Lake District, waiting for it to update itself, came back. Oh, did you see Boris Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it updated itself. And yes, it was, in fact, on there. Oh, well, that's what I asked. Yes, okay, so that I might pick that up. It's about 45 quid or something. They're not cheap games, are they? No, no. Well, not computer games. Yeah. No. I mean, you can pick up a role-playing game for, like, $3, which is... Or you can pay what you want, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I suppose, <laughs> yeah, you can pick up computer games for that price. That's true. It's not, they're not all that expensive, but the big ones yeah. are. But anyway, yeah, so uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker Edition is now on PS4. Exciting. And it's on Xbox One. Right. Or X-Bone. Do you say Xbox One or X-Bone? It's how sarcastic you'll be. Whenever you see it written down, it's X- X-B-O-N-E, isn't it? You can call it a, you can call it a crossbone if you wish for us, so I'm not crossbone. going to correct you. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Or a crossbone. I, I can't believe it's meant to be pronounced X-Bone. Because typing that into Google is going to get some very dodgy results. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying your vo- your personal voice assistant is is your own affair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll avoid typing that into Google. I think it's probably not a good idea. Well, since you've got PS4, it would be a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate Three. Woohoo! Yeah, you're excited about that, aren't you? I'm excited about that. Yeah. Did you see the announcement of the release date at Citera? Did you like the way I said etc. Was there more information than just the release date? Um, well, let me have a look for you. So, Thank it's you. the early access release. Yes. It starts on September the 30th. Okay, yep. Which is two weeks, less than two weeks away, 10 days away-ish. September the 30th would traditionally be at the end of September, and this is August. This is August. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I would say more like maybe five weeks. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I, I, I admire your grasp of the time wraps. It's one of the things I admire most about you. <laughs> anyway, so September the 30th, which is in five weeks, apparently, yeah. allegedly. So I'm Some informed. Five, if you go with this calendar. <laughs> if you insist. Wah, wah, God, wah. You're so traditional, Peter. You're so old-fashioned. I, I just, know, I know. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've just kept on the straight and narrow by like, the small box in the corner of my, <laughs> of my screen, <laughs> which tells me these things. And, and the general laws of physics and space and time. <laughs> Not so much that. Okay. <laughs> Fixed on all social laws has but guidelines. Ah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. anyway, so uh, yeah, September yeah. the 30th, it'll be the first act. It'll be on Steam for PC, so I won't be able to get it. Right, as usual. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so you get the first third of the game, the first act. 
Yes. Uh, there'll be six characters available at launch. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's uh, the elf vampire rogue, the human <laughs> wizard. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Githyanki warrior, <laughs> the half elf cleric, <laughs> and the human warlock. Strange choices, but why not? Um, uh, Richard, have you heard of Baldur's Gate? I'm hoping. I, yes. I, I was never a huge fan of, of Baldur's Gate one or two. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I, I loved Baldur's Gate one and two. It's okay, yeah. All hate mail, please, too, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You can you cannot like stuff. That's entirely I just, reasonable. Uh, yeah, I was just. I think mainly it's that I played it when I was quite young and was very, very mm. bad, uh, and that has that has turned me off. Them. Um, I can't mm. help but feel the, the, the second edition rule set is an unforgiving mistress. I have to say, uh, especially when you're like, but but I've got I've got fourteen. Why don't I get plus two to anything? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't help but feel those new characters. One of them is very much is doing a lot more than the rest of them. An elf vampire <laughs> necromancer. Elf vampire rogue. I mean, that's yeah. That was a choice yeah, that's... <laughs> that had been made. Yeah, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. That's that's the thing you can do. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, give it five I, I... weeks or ten days, depending which time stream you currently inhabit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you better try. It. You two can try it out. Have you have you got a PC or a Mac? I I do have a PC. I'm. Currently in uh, uh, tro- uh, Total War Troy, though, so I don't oh, really have. Right. I didn't even know there was a Total War Troy. Oh wow! Yeah, it's just oh, they're out. giving it away for free. Were, though, that's, oh. that's why I own it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, is it yeah. still free? Uh, alas, no, no. It's a twenty-four oh, hours. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh well. Oh, I didn't know you liked Total War. I've told you. Sorry. Uh, ah. Oh well. Ah. S- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and how are you finding Total War Troy? Uh, it's 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 good fun. Um, and being Achilles is is as cool as I expected. It <laughs> oh, it's marvelous. He's a bad tempered chap. Yeah, he's very Achilles. angry. Very, very yeah. angry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really got some impulse control mm. issues. He's Unre- nice to unre- unreasonably to so, I think. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't someone kill. Yeah. Um, someone killed his boyfriend. They got super, yeah. super yeah. locked. Was- which is legit. Petrocles, is it? I can't remember. Petroclus. Oh, my bad. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. I quite like the Brad Pitt film. I know I shouldn't, but it's not a bad movie. Oh, they weren't taking their hits at all. Like, someone was clearly <laughs> destroyed down, and they ignore that completely. Sorry, that's a bit of a LARP joke there. It's getting super niche, even for a super niche podcast. Mm. Let's let's wind it back in and start talking about RPGs again. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, those of us who have personal computers will be able to enjoy... Um, the beta, beta, beta version of the uh, release game and the many, 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 many bugs that will ensue. But that's okay. I'm probably going to play about eight or nine times. Well, those like, of us with Macs will, that. will not be able to do that. Mm. But you'll be able to enjoy a more polished product when it comes out. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got some more product delays due to COVID-19. Ah, understandable. So this um, is for D&D, Wizards of the Coast. Uh-huh. Uh, and this only applies if you're in America. Okay. So this does not affect the release outside of North America. Okay. And it doesn't affect uh, Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, which is coming up and planned yeah. for September the 15th. Exciting. Right. But it does affect, in North America only, the D&D accessory product Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, Dice... And miscellany. Miscellany? Miscellany? Yeah. That's how you say that, that, that word. word. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and general stuff. That's definitely a word I've never said aloud before. Miscellany. miscellany. Yeah. Does it, it doesn't tri- flow off the tongue, does it? Miscellany. Uh, we, I don't know. Do you know how to say this, Richard? It, it, it's just it's, it's miscellany. Miscellany. <laughs> miscellany. There you go. There the go. rhyme of the frost maiden, dice and miscellany. Yes, I definitely like the way that sounds. Uh, <laughs> what's coming out September the 15th? It is now coming out September the 29th in America, but still the 15th over here, allegedly. I guess oh. it depends because it sounds like physical product and where it's shipping from. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Oh, oh. I don't we know. We'll have to wait and see. That's true. Yeah. Right. Let's wait, does this mean we'll get stuff before the Americans? Yeah, that never really? happens, does it? Yeah. Oh, probably. Oh, never mind. Unless you're buying stuff. For Judge Dredd and the Worlds of 2000 AD, in which case you do get oh. that before the Americans. 
Oh, oh dear, that's unfortunate. But it all ships at the same time. It just takes a little bit longer to cross the Atlantic than it does to cross, uh, like, yes. Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is a shorter distance. Like, uh, that's Hampshire, UK, as opposed to Hampshire, US, or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. Was that the New Hampshire? I forget. Yeah, I think is so. Is this Old Hampshire? Oh, sorry, I forget. Moving on. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a little bit of D&D news. Only a little bit. Um, right yeah, yeah. the Frost Maiden, there was a preview... Yeah. And it showed a picture of the Panopticon. Oh, yeah. Which is a maximum security prison. And it looks very like the wall in um, um, Game of Thrones to me, that piece of art. Oh, yeah. It's a gorgeous uh, piece of art. Absolutely it, love it. Looks like, it, looks well, like, it makes me think Castle Black in Game of Thrones. Because you've got this big, you, big wall, and then you've got this tower next to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's nice. That is very nice. It is nice. Do you see what I mean by Castle Black in Game of Thrones, though? Yeah. doesn't look like much like Jeremy Bentham's drawings of it. I don't it. think I've seen those. What do they look like? Oh, oh. Sorry, the Panopticon is, is, oh, uh, nice. is yes. uh, the philosopher Jeremy Bentham's idea. Prison. Yeah, prison. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I was, I was being... Yeah, yeah. I was it's, being made, uh, it's also a Doctor Who thing, as I recall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, didn't look like that either. Yeah, there was a there's a shout out for game designers, and I have put it down somewhere, not picked it up. Oh, for um... you retweeted something. I did. Did I retweet it? Okay, is that it? Yeah, you put it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it, it. Independent. Yeah, you put it on. Did Twitter. I put it on Twitter? Yeah, you put it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, I, I can't find. I, my I tweet, don't know why so... you put it on Twitter, but you put it on Twitter because uh, it's in my notifications because you tagged me. There it is. Did I? Fifteen oh, hours yeah, ago. Okay. Yes, um, like what? What? Well, we're, could you, what? What's that piece of news? In, in <laughs> you don't know your own piece of news is. I can't find the tweet anymore, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, so yeah. it's an open call for submissions for anyone's yes. game opening moves, which yes. is a, a micro game anthology. Uh-huh. Uh, and we've got designers already include Jason Morningstar, Banana Chan, Fertessa, Alice Scott. Umari Akil, Matthew Gravelin, Christine Prevas, Alex Roberts, and Kai Poe, and Will Heinmarch, and more. Yes. And you've got to submit your own micro tabletop RPG mm-hmm. with the theme of opening moves, games yes. about starting something big by doing mm-hmm. something small, and it's got to be 600 words, two pages, plain text. Sounds like a good laugh. Yeah. And if um, you get accepted, um, you get $100 and a PDF copy of your game. So not only can you write an RPG, you can get paid for it. I mean, what more do you want? $100, 600 words. So yeah, $6 a word. That's all right. It's not too bad. Yeah. Not too shabby. Can't, can't argue with that. Hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, that that would be that would be my piece of news. Thank you for <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's time. Do you know what I think we should do now? Yes. I think we should play our favourite game in all the world. Our favourite game in all the world? Hmm. What's that then? I thought you were going to make a joke then and you didn't. <laughs> you slightly... <laughs> You slightly <laughs> changed the format under me, and now I'm discombobulated. <laughs> uh, oh, so it our is fa- my way. <laughs> our favourite game in all the world is a game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter, and you guess oh. what it is from just the name. And a shocking turn of events. Uh, Richard, who uh, says that they're a regular listener to the show, actually knows what the favourite game is. <laughs> so mm. it's like, you know, I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to play today. I've been in training. Well, Peter. Have you done a montage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been. Ah, oh, <laughs> montage. Well, playing. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I embraced my forthcoming defeat with equanimity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what, what we now need is for Daryl to just edit in sort of like you know the boxing announcer guys <laughs> <laughs> and now in Las Vegas in the blue corner is Peter Coffey coming back to us from a string of victories undefeated in the last three or four weeks I don't is that even true uh, no no but- all right Carry on. I'm, uh, no, I'm bored I've, now. I've been doing quite well lately, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> that's, that's, that's enough of that. Okay, who would like to go first? Shall I go oh, first, Richard? Yes, no, please, like yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What have got? Are you ready? Yeah. 
Okay. Hit me. What is Trilemma Adventures, The Servants of Memory? I don't know what it is, but I'm clicking straight through to see what that is. Because I'm like, what even is this? This is amazing. Uh, it's Trilemma Adventures. Is there a colon in there? Yes. There is a colon. Servants of Memory. Oh, I could send that colon. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a two-minute laugh break while people laugh at the same terrible, terrible fart joke. Mm. Anyway, so Trilemma, Servants of Memory, Trilemma, Trilemma Adventures. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I'm guessing Trilemma Adventures will be the uh, name of the gaming system, and Servants of Memory will be the like adventure slash adventure path that it's based on. Um, uh, I'm not sure what a trilemma would be. A dilemma would be where you have two choices and you have to choose one, and it's quite hard to choose between them. So trilemma is like they're uh, throwing you uh, the choice in, a bit like the motis from uh, Lion of the Jerry Pornell's The Moat in God's Eye, who had left hand, a right hand, and a gripping hand, mm. which was like a completely different angle to look at it from. I remember them. Yeah, yeah. Mm, a good book, man. Yeah, I liked it. Mm, 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 mm. And Servants of Memory... Um, that sounds like maybe we're looking at, uh, a world which is divided in a sort of a Trinitarian fashion, uh, maybe doing something along the lines of the psyche and memory is one of the, uh, guiding Trinity of that world. And this is like an adventure or source book, uh, finding out more about these servants of memory and like, Get, it's got like a bit, bit of stuff for players and like there's an adventure in there for GMs um, where you're exploring some sort of fantastical realm which will have yeah definitely like a strong sort of narrative I, I'm getting a really strong fantasy and but like not just fantasy but almost like a dreamlike vibe about it hmm. so this is yes. a bestiary or fantasy oh, okay. monsters for the year zero engine okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that from the name either. So Trilemma Adventures is the name of the company. Yes. And they've Which also put okay that, and they've also put that in the uh in the, in the name of the product. So yeah, yeah. uh so so what this is 110 unique and yeah. interesting fantasy monsters uh yes. to challenge and confound adventurers. Yes. Uh, all with stats for immediate use in your oh. favourite Year Zero engine-based fantasy game. If I ask what Year Zero engine was... That, that is be... Free Leagues engine, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, the D6 that... dice pool. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Powers Alien, right. powers... Uh, I see, so you could use it with Tales of yeah. the Loop. Um, yeah. Uh, what's it, Things from the Flood? Yeah. Tales uh, from the Flood, it's called. Uh, yeah. okay. Tales from the Flood. Okay, yeah, yeah. Something okay. like Sounds that. Good? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. So there you go. So, Peter, you have scored zero points. Well done. That's a nice round number, at least. Yeah. It's the roundest. (laughs) (laughs) Right then. (laughs) Right then. Let's move on. So, Richard. Oh, Richard, you can do it. Okay. The Great American Witch. Nice. Okay. Go on. I think... I think I've seen the artwork for this, actually. I've not clicked through, but I've seen it advertised. And it's kind of it's quite cool and moody. So I think, I think it's going to be a kind of World of Darkness esque game about witches in North America, um, where they're kind of they're the good guys, but they have to remain secret. Maybe they're maybe kind of like Supernatural or Book of the Vampire Slayer, hunting hunting dark things that should not be to keep everybody safe, mm-hmm. and then being persecuted by for you know because they're, 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 they're misunderstood. A modern gothic tabletop RPG, you play a coven of witches in conflict with the supernatural and secret societies, which I think is pretty much what you just said. Yeah. yeah. I think I think whatever the scores are, we can safely say that Richard has won, which is the important thing here. What say you, Grand Wizard? My oldest friend and closest advisor, Master of the Arts Arcane, should we proceed on this course of action? Let me consult the oracle, sire. Oracle? I thought you used animal sacrifices and then read the entrails. Uh, yes, sire. Uh, today it's the oracles. And last week you were talking about astrological signs, influence of the stars, or some such mystical claptrap. 
Uh, yes, uh, yes, I, I, I was. But um, today is a day to commune with the spirits. Spirits? A minute ago, you said you were going to consult the oracles. Oh, uh, yes, yes, oracles, sir. that's what I meant. Yeah, uh, I, um, that's, that's what I call them, the spirits. You know, sometimes I think you're just making this all up. Sire, the magical arts are complex and deeply mysterious. Ah, they're not very consistent, are they? Sire? For instance, in the last year, you have claimed to use the ancient sciences of augury, clairvoyance, feng shui, numerology, Ouija boards, and psychohistory. Ah, yes, sire. The, uh, the uh, gods speak to us in uh, many ways. The gods? Where do the gods come into it? This is the first time you've ever mentioned them. Uh, yes, sir. They, uh, uh, their will is manifested through uh, many uh, conduits. Are you sure you're a wizard, Merlin? Of course I am, sire. A druid of the most ancient orders. What did you say? I said I was a druid of the most ancient orders. But a minute ago, who said you were a wizard? Uh, I'm uh, multitasking. Look here, Merlin. I need you to play it straight with me. Are you, or are you not, a practitioner of astromancy? I am, sire. Then why did you ask me for a new crystal ball for your birthday last year? What does that have to do with astromancy? It's very uh, shiny, sire. I put it to you, Merlin Ambrosius, that you are nothing but a fraud. You are no magician. You can read the future no better than I can. Hmm. You have outwitted me, sire. Indeed, I am a mere provocateur of onomantic ley lines. Onomantic ley lines? Now you're just putting together the latest buzzwords you hear the bards sing about. Those words don't even go together. Onomancy is the art of divination based on the subject's name. All ley lines are a network of ancient conduits of mystical energy which crisscross the country. Uh, sire. It's all pseudoscientific nonsense, isn't it? You can't even remember the names of what you claim to do from one day to the next. There's no chiromancy, pyromancy, hydromancy, cartomancy, chloromancy, or geomancy, is there? Sire, how can you say such a thing? The ancestors will not think kindly of such words. Ancestors? What ancestors? You never mentioned any ancestors before. You're just making it all up as you go along. Look, Merlin, you're fired. F f f f f f fired sire? Yes, fired. Begone. Get out of my sight. I have a new wizard now. A new wizard, sire? But how could you? Yes, meet Archie. He's a master of the art of gastromancy. Gastromancy, sire? Yes, it's all the rage these days. It's soothsaying via the medium of gastrointestinal extrusions. Gastrointestinal extrusions? You mean the noxious odours exhaled from one's orifices in times of digestional disturbance, sire? Indeed! And now I'm off to eat a chicken vindaloo in preparation for tomorrow's reading. Groom of the stool, prepare my garderobe! So we're going to talk about some epic encounters then? Yes, we should. Yes, please. Mm. I, I, I've had a look and I'm pretty excited about all the uh, little cobalt models. They look very exciting. Mm. I Yeah, I, I, I do like the look at these. Nice school. So, so what we got? So we got, uh, you've got two out, or coming out, uh, in October. Yeah. And one is called Shrine of the Cobalt Queen. And the other one is called Lair of the Red Dragon. Yep. And each of these is a box with That's a bunch of miniatures, a double-sided game mat, mm -hmm. the adventure itself with all the stats you need, and also some tips and tricks for running the encounter. 
pretty, that's pretty much what you get. You also get uh, tokens, so um, there are a lot of kind of scenario and terrain effects built into the adventure, mm. and you get tokens to represent those. So, you know, if you're in a, a cave filled with lava and a large dragon, the dragon is going to do certain things with the lava, which are mm. designed to injure you. It's, it's meant to be a kind of very dynamic, quite fluid adventure that, you know, things move back and forth, mm. and there's... Ooh. It's kind of attempting to, uh, I know, so Matt Hart, who is the, the CCO of Steamforged and huh. my co-designer on Epic Encounters, mm. very much huh. is a huge fan of 4th uh, Ed. Uh, mm. And what obviously what 4E did very, very well, even if you don't like it, is, I think, dynamic combat. Mm. You know, the, oh. And it's an attempt to bring some of those elements into, into 5E but in a limited way. We don't want to kind of disrupt what's so good and smooth and streamlined about 5e, but we want to add something different to it. That's certainly the case mm. with the kind of the big boss monsters. Yeah. The smaller, the minions boxes, as we call them in-house, are, are more traditional adventures, but where you get all the, the models to make them super cool um, and an awesome map. So you can kind of, especially good, I think, for new players... Um, oh. you have that kind of visual and tactile experience, which I think sometimes if you're not used to kind of theater of the combat, uh, theater of the mind combat, and, yeah. uh, and if you want something slightly more impressive than, uh, hand-drawn battle maps, as much as I love hand-drawn battle maps, this mm-hmm. kind of, um, this will give you something to look at and play with, which will be very, very cool. Yeah. And there's some, a certain pleasure to be had in, uh, having like a little model to fondle. As it were, rather than like a. <laughs> what are you well, doing this, with this, your miniatures? This small bit of glass represents you. Oh, okay. I hadn't realised I was so green and shiny. Well, naive that. Uh, um, so you call these encounters, but the sort of descriptive text calls them adventures. What's the sort of scope of each one? How is it like uh, an evening's play? Is it a, a few sessions? Um, so yeah. I would. I mean, certainly there's pretty much one four-hour session right certainly the the big boss monsters that is one encounter and the two mm-hmm. sides of the right. battle map give you basically variations it's more or less the same right. map but on one side you've right. got one configuration on the other side you've got another mm-hmm. um in order to to mix things up you know if you're running more than one group through it etc right. you can change it around to keep yourself interested the right. the adventures in the minions boxes are um it's it's an adventure but within very specified geographical constraints so it's kind of Mm. more like uh an encounter with uh, an overarching narrative than you know the kind of free-flowing free-form nature of of a lot of adventures Mm. yeah Mm. i mean you get quite a lot in the box um so they're they're going for what is it fifty dollars basically and uh, and yeah looking at the cobalt one right now that's 20 minis in there Mm-hmm. Uh, along with uh, the double-sided game nice. and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm liking the detail on them. They're not like um, some of the ones I've seen, which are a bit blobby. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you, you're getting a certain amount of what you're paying for with those. Those yeah. are good quality skulls. And that's going to be the price point across the range because this is mm. the first of four initial uh, minions mm. boxes and four initial boss boxes. And mm. in all of the minion mm. boxes, you'll be getting 20 miniatures of... Uh, different enemies to fight all of this kind of mm-hmm. quality and awesomeness. In fact, I mean, I can, well, I'll, I'll say now, I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say this, but you know, stop it. Uh, the next, <laughs> Breaking the next, news. <laughs> the next box set is going to be orcs um, called the Hall of the Orc King. And the orcs mm. are fantastic. They are huge. Yeah. Um, so like, cause obviously the kobolds are awesome, but they're, they're kobolds. They're a little bit small. Mm. The, yeah, yeah. the orcs are, Chonky boys. Mm, nice. Yeah. You wouldn't want uh, to meet one I of those mean, in a yeah. dark alley. Is that no, what you're saying? No, you certainly no, wouldn't. No. 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 Well, you wouldn't meet them in a dark alley. They'd just be pillaging a village. Yeah. That's in best yeah. Viking tradition. They are very, <laughs> that's very much the theme. They are very much Viking based. Mm. So you're kind of talking about bringing some 4E elements into 5E here. Is this in terms of rules or just in terms of setup? Sort of um, encounter setup? It, it's certainly in the, in the boss boxes the the big so the red dragon it's in terms of um they have specific abilities lair abilities which they can use Mm. to reform and reshape the terrain around them and Mm -hmm. then um new kind of a take on a legendary ability Mm -hmm. but without the limits that you have on legendary abilities 
So they get to do cool things, cool cinematic stuff every single turn. What we've also done is try to build in a way in which even kind of uh, low-level characters can experience that. So there is a, mm. a stratification. So rather than say, um, you know, like the the, ancient, the young red dragon versus the ancient red dragon in 5e, where yeah. the young red dragon gets far fewer abilities and it's much less interesting to fight as a, as a result, mm-hmm. we've attempted to give it the same breadth of abilities while just reducing damage output and things like that so that you have even at low level or low tier mm-hmm. uh, encounters you are still getting a kind of varied moving dynamic fluid combat experience yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i mean it certainly does look like it would be a lot of fun but and like I, I may have misunderstood, but it really feels and looks a lot more like a, a board game rather than a role playing game. Well, obviously, is that? I, I, I'm just a bit confused. I, yeah. I can I can certainly see that yeah. point of view. Obviously, our background as a company is in board games and miniatures games. So yeah. what we wanted to do yeah. was bring the kind of the experience that you get from sitting down with an awesome board game, where you have that beautiful setup, everything looks amazing. Yeah. Mm. and put it in a format that games masters would be able to a afford and b use quickly you are you if you decide to Mm. run this encounter you are not going to have to faff around looking for the right miniatures the right counters draw Mm. drawing the maps out on your you know Mm. on your white clean thing you get Mm. it out you build your adventure towards this dragon encounter you insert it into your campaign Um, and it's this big uh, spectacular moment where your players go into this lava cave and bang they're facing a massive dragon (laughs) we've also built in um so you you can sort of like take this and like you know for so so i'm just trying to get my head around it a little bit sorry sorry i'm (laughs) sounding really thick here but so you sort of play you've got a role-playing game group it could be what anything like um, an OSR like a first ed D and D or second and so forth. No, this is, is fifth edition. Sort of idea or fifth ed, fifth edition is your t- target market. Yeah. But you could do it with other. Oh, certainly, things. yeah, yeah. And because you sort of got the rules in the game are going to be familiar enough that a GM could pick it up and just say, "Oh, okay, I see what I see what you're driving at here," and use it. Is that the idea? Well, it it comes with fifth ed rules. Right, all okay. the adventure is all statted and set up for use with fifth ed. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't be a great deal of work for an experienced GM to uh, mm-hmm. to shift that to Pathfinder, first E or second E or any other game system. Really, if you if you're you know uh, well versed in them, but the idea is that it's everything you need to run an awesome five E encounter straight out of the box. Mm. Yes. So it's that it's you gain the kind of I suppose what we wanted to do was give GMs the ability oh. to have that kind of thing you have in a, a game of Warhammer Forty Thousand, where you have two beautifully painted, incredibly modelled sides lined up against each other, mm. without the necessity of spending huge amounts of time finding the right models, mm. getting everything you know together, um, which can cost an uh, awful like lot. The vibe I'm getting is really set piece. It's very much these yes. are fantastic set pieces. It is. It is yeah. the big mm. set piece. It's yeah. a cap point, uh, mm. a capstone of an adventure or in a campaign. Mm. You bring okay. out something enormous and terrifying, yeah. and your players are suitably awed and terrified and obviously once yeah. you've played it you've still got the miniatures and the map and the tokens and yes. all that stuff so you can still use all that Ooh. again in another <laughs> adventure if you need to oh it'd be very easy to reskin yeah. and use in a different context uh, yeah. you know and there are sort of links between the different box sets so everything's coming out as a as yeah. a dyad as a pair so kobold and red dragon ah. orcs and uh, another first frost giant there's going to be, I'll tell you the third one as well. Again, I may get trouble for this, but it's going to be goblins. <laughs> we, don't, we won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. well, it'll, it'll be, it'll be goblins and Hydra. Um, mm. And I, I won't spoil the fourth one just in case I'm not allowed to tell you these things. Okay. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's too far down the line, but that sounds like really nice stuff. And you can use these sort of like these. So, so basically you can take the kobolds, and they're sort of the lead up to the big dragon fight. Is that the idea, or uh, you can certainly use them in that way? Yes. yes. 
Hmm. So can you um, give us a sense of, because you're talking about the dragon being able to have layer encounters and reshape terrain and stuff, can you give us a sort of sense of what sort of abilities that means? Okay, so there are, there are several different kind of tiers of abilities they have. So they have things like new elements of their multi-attack, mm-hmm. um, So right. and then there's there's big things where like the dragon basically smashes the floor, causing this huge gout Ooh. of lava to erupt out and to deliberately mm. kind of split the party off from one another. So the dragon right, can yeah. focus on, say, taking out uh, the magic users, yeah. or, uh, while the martial characters have to make their way around to you know, mm. offer support oh, in a different way. There are also big cinematic things like, you know, I don't want to ruin too much, but uh, the yeah. dragon gets to uh, go out in a blaze of glory. Um, mm. And these uh, are, these yeah, are all that. optional things you can add in. You don't, obviously, you're not uh, bound to use them if, if you think they're, they're too brutal or, or not brutal yeah. enough. You can, you can play around yeah. with them. Um, but they're, they're stated to allow you to just pick one out of the rule book, uh, the, the adventure book uh, it comes with, and mm. drop it into yeah. an adventure um, oh, to yeah. basically stop a big boss fight in particular becoming a kind of roll-off. Yeah, yeah, because no, nobody likes that when people make a roll and your livingly crafted red dragon rolled low on initiative because mm-hmm. you've got double ones with advantage and it's like they are destroyed yeah. within one round of the players doing stuff. That that that's that's not as I mean it's sort of satisfying, but it's it's less fun for the GM as well. Do you remember we had Sly uh, Flourish's fantastic layers? On, on yes. a while back. Yeah, it kind yeah. of seems like the next evolution of that idea. So where was that? That was a book of kind of set-piece lair battles. This is where yeah. you take that concept and then you step it up one more and you create a box set and include all the, all the, all the you know, uh, items, all the miniatures and the maps and everything that you need in that box set. Uh, yeah, I think that's... I've not, I've not read that book of Sly Flourishes. I've read oh. the... How to be a GM in five mm. minutes or whatever it's Return um, of the Lace. Thank master. you. Yeah, one. the Lace. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are, I think, a lot of parallels in kind of um, inspiration yeah, in terms yeah. of what what Ooh. we're trying to allow GMs to do uh, and Ooh. how we think people like to mm. GM. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I also think just just when you put something in a box, anyway, it always attracts me because I am a sucker for a box mm. set. So even going back to the TSR days, if you get me a box set campaign, I was far more likely to buy that and it would have a whole bunch of cards in there and it would have um, maps and all the bits and pieces you want. It's not just a book. And that really, really draws me in in the same way that this is. Like, it's everything you need in that box. You open it up, you've got your tokens, you've got your miniatures, you've got your maps. You've got everything, everything you need. That's that, yeah. Yeah. I, I've got to say, the I, I, I'm looking at this. And I'm like, well, these are these are some the miniatures are really quite nice. I'm loving the detail, and that that dragon is is a big beast. Mm. Like, was it thirty centimeter wingspan, eleven point six centimeters tall, or twelve? Well, eleven point eight inches by four point yeah, five inches tall. Order. Yeah, right. It's pretty big. Yeah. yeah, that that is that is a big boy mm. for a model, and it's a. It comes pre-crouched over a pile of gold, which I think is a very nice touch indeed. We had pre-crouched. A, that's yeah. a word. <laughs> pre-crouched. Yes, pre-crouched. We had. God, I think he's just been crouched. He's just crouched. He's not pre-crouched. We had a lot of. Uh, well, oh no! It's like you. For the sign. Richard knows what I'm talking about. Hey, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what that's the words we used in the in the miniatures design brief. This really needs <laughs> to be pre-crouched. He <laughs> can't just be, be crouched. It's going to be pre-crouched. <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, if we make it crouched, then yeah, sure, people can put it on a pile of treasure. But if we pre-crouch it on the pile of treasure, that takes a lot of the effort out, and that, that's really what you're what we're about. We're about removing the effort from having to do it, so you can concentrate on the things which GMs are good at, which are the story, the pacing, the building suspense, and these are all like tools to help you do that. So, yeah. yeah. Do you know, it's, it's such a um, shame that conventions aren't happening at the moment because this is exactly the sort of thing oh, I would snap up at a convention. I know. You're walking past a stand and you see that box set and you see that laid out and oh, they, were, they were good like hotcakes at a convention. Yeah. yeah. We'd, uh, we'd hoped to be able to um, have them either for sale or for pre-order at Gen Con. Mm. Um, and obviously... Uh, unfortunately, the world has uh, 
has decreed mm, that... Have decided otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in face, face-to-face oh. conventions are not going to be happening for the foreseeable future, which is unfortunate. No. But um, no. hopefully people will be able to order them. Well, you can all pre-order them now and you'll get them at home and it will mm. be mm. just as much fun to uh, terrorise your... Uh, home group with them as it would be at a convention. So, what are the sort of long-term plans? So you've got I four. Do enjoy terrorising my home group. <laughs> so you got you got you got four. You got two out now. You've got two coming very soon. Yep. Uh, is, is there is is there intention to have a long-term plan going stretching off into the infinite distances of the future? We certainly have plans for them to uh, continue with um, some new what? sets. Mm. So we've got we've got four. We've got sorry. Were there eight different? sets but mm-hmm. in four pairs um yeah, yeah, yeah. so we've got that they'll be released between october and march i think next year yeah. q1 oh. next year uh, and then we're looking to have sort of the next three or four already lined up for q2 q3 oh. uh, mm. next year so th- it's going to be it's certainly going to be something that's going on for a while uh, we're mm-hmm. hoping to have some interesting new takes on traditional uh, D&D monsters because mm. I've always mm. I've always been wildly irritated by alignment um, so mm. so for mm. instance while while these kobolds are chaotic evil they mm. are chaotic evil for a specific reason which is within the adventure yeah yeah the, you know the, the next set the orcs are chaotic neutral because they are they mm. are raiders you know that's mm. how they make their living mm. but they are not because so we're we're hoping to do things with you know um, traditionally evil or otherwise races or or you know uh, creatures which are slightly more interesting uh, yeah. in in the way you encounter them in order to try and kind of uh, basically mix up mix up and play around with with tradition I think. Mm. with role-playing tradition which Ooh. is uh, always good fun i think what we should do is we should try and guess what some of the future ones are planned and even mm. though which is not allowed to tell us we just stare at his face <laughs> and uh, it'd be like playing poker and we say ah his eyebrow twitched <laughs> well, I, I think that's very unfair because i'm looking at richard right now and i don't think richard's got much of a poker face at all <laughs> that is slander and calumny <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that applies if it's Completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really, really like the look of these. I, how, long, how long have you been working on these? Because that must have had quite some lead time. Because you've, I mean, presumably, all the sculpting and all that. I don't really know how that works. That side of things works. I've never been involved with that side of thing before. We are lucky at SFG is that our sculpting team are are phenomenal. Because we, we, I mean, mm. we mentioned Russ oh. Charles, who's who's the kind of uh, head of the department, and Tom Lishman. Mm. Mm. But there are, you know, there's Ben and April. Uh-huh. We also use some uh, freelancers occasionally, all of mm. whom are just fantastic. Mm. So in terms of putting together kind of prototype sculpts, it can be done in in days sometimes, and the, the quality oh, right. of them wow. is is phenomenal. Most of the the leading time is around is production elements. So, you know, getting resin masters, making sure mm. that the models are producible in, in large mm. quantities. Cause obviously, you know, mm. as a, as a game designer with no understanding of uh, how models really get made, I request ludicrous yeah. things. Mm. They then tell yeah. me, well, okay, maybe we can do this. And they, they do something yeah. that looks really cool, but then it goes to, yeah. to China usually. And they say, well, no, this will break as soon as you, uh, so yeah. then it has to come back and I have to right. yeah. go, okay, yeah. okay. Maybe you won't have 14 swords. And <laughs> twelve heads, oh. um, just three. Fine, yeah. mm-hmm. bah, humbug. Oh, well, that is something that I feel we should mention for the listeners at home who can't see this epic adventures uh, material, which is that these models are single piece, uh, single resin cast. You would not have to, I believe, assemble them. Possibly slot them into a base. Uh, all or... the kobolds you can use straight out of the box. Oh. I yes, think dragon properly needs. The I wings. think you need to add the wings mm-hmm. to the dragon. But I think mm, that yeah. is pretty much the only creature in the range that's going to need any assembly huh. at all. Hmm. Well, that's that's because it's massive and won't fit in the box. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh, how how many dragons is too many dragons? That that's a question that everyone has to ask themselves at some point. Yeah. Sure, surely, just one more can turn. Yeah, exactly. Just just one exactly. more. Just just one exactly. more. It's such a nice so is there, is there a dark elf there coming? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh. I'm like, oh, at first I thought it was cruel, but then Richard turned such an amazing shape of red. But it's like, well, actually, actually, this kind of funny. I'm going to let this continue. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the obvious candidates. Yeah. <laughs> So we got. Rough. So you're not allowed to torment Richard. He won't come back. <laughs> yeah. So to summarize. So we got. So we got. This is yeah. what we know then. So we got. Uh, we got kobolds and dragon. Kobolds. Kobolds and dragon as one pair. Yes. Yes. Well, shrine of the kobold queen and the lair of the red dragon, which is uh, pretty pretty good pretty good combo. Yeah. And then I heard somebody talking about uh, goblins and a hydra. Yes. Uh, and some. Oh, I can't wait to see that hydra and, miniature. And I think a frost giant. Uh, yeah, a hydra miniature. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. So we got. Don't see me yeah, so we got. It's so good. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. I think I think you might Ooh. find some people just buying this just for the mint. It's like um, which would be a bit of a shame. Yeah, there's the just just. I mean, I'm like oh. There's the aliens board game coming out. Which yeah. I'm going to buy, not because I desperately want to play the board game, though I probably will play the board mm-hmm. game, but I just want the miniatures from it. I just want to use those miniatures in my sci-fi games, so I'm going to buy it just for the miniatures. Yeah. yeah, so I reckon, you know, I even if I wasn't going to play the actual encounters, and I imagine I definitely would play the actual encounters, I think, yeah. like, the idea of that Hydra miniature is just like, I just have to have that anyway. Uh, and the battle map. Yeah. Uh, like I say, so yeah, that's... Yeah. So... The- and then, and then, I, 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 I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure of certain things, but I do like. You know, it's like, can I play this as a as an adventure? Like, yeah, sure. Would I would I definitely like to have this because you get the battle maps and you get the models. Yes, I would. And yeah, so that's. I don't know. It, it it it's a really nice product. I'm going to have to cogitate upon how I would use it properly, but I'm pretty excited for it. It really is. Absolute work of art. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, we should think about winding up, really. So let me just check and see who we've got coming up. We have Justin Faulkner to talk about Dark Matter next week, which is 5e powered sci fi. Oh, yes. That's right. That'll be pleasant. Yes. Looking forward yeah. to it. So, Richard, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. I cannot wait to get yeah. my hands on one of these, especially the Hydra. That's the one I'm really oh. holding out for. I am getting one of those. Thank you so doubt. much for having me. It's been I'd- a dream come true to. <laughs> Play the favourite game in all the world and try. Dream, nightmare, and, one and of those two things. Well. Bravo, Nightmare's bravo. a type of dream, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you everyone for listening. We will talk to you again next week where we talk to Justin Faulkner all about dark matter. Until then, it's goodbye for me, Russ. How's goodbye for me, Pete Coffee from the Southampton Guild Rollers. It's goodbye for me, Richard August from Steamforge Games. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Yeah, uh, Hudson has tried to eat my D&D Player's Handbook. Oh, well... Because you've been able to see him trying to climb over that chair there. That is what he was trying to get at. <laughs> get off there, Hudson. Stop trying uh, to eat I, D&D. Is that a compliment or a, a criticism? <laughs>